Blog Talk Radio. Gullah Geechee Nation dot com. 
com and follow me so Hunter can keep up with what is going on upon you. But rather what's of Hunter Day upon we social media and things like that, you can find Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Day, and you can find Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, and we Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. So if that's how Hunter tune in tonight, because you see this year, fierce and pun near the day, we so glad for that. So it's one of the tune in later, because you're downloading from iTunes and things like that. Thank you, thank you. If you still got some questions and things like that for Financial Literacy Month, go ahead on email them to we, and we go ahead try to crack we teeth with one about this year, and we'll be the crack we teeth up right here. Okay, then? So I know it's a plenty of hundred children a day all around the world, and yet me like this year, so all of y'all are crack your teeth like this year, and I will make sure you get overstanding and understanding this evening. So I'm going to talk like this. For all of my listeners that are all around the world, that are islanders and non-islanders. But I'm telling you tonight, this show is specifically designed for the black family. We want to get into a discussion during Financial Literacy Month about the black family and finances. So that is my specific goal this evening. But you all know how I do on this show. I'm not going to assume that you know what I'm talking about. Let me give you a little historic background first. Financial Literacy Month takes place every April here in the Gullah Geechee Nation since we found out it existed, okay? And interestingly enough, we thought we were late getting into knowing about it, but I found that there are a lot of people who are unaware of Financial Literacy Month, and they are natives of the United States. That's where it all began. In fact, it was March the 9th in 2004 when there was a United States Senate Resolution number 316 that was passed designating April as Financial Literacy Month. Okay? There was a senator at that time, Aka, that was a Democrat. He sponsored the bill, and what he wanted to do was make sure there was public awareness about the importance of financial education throughout the youth and that there were serious consequences associated with the lack of, here's my favorite word again, understanding about personal finances. So I know y'all would say, well, ain't much of change, huh? From 2004 to 2020. But you know, hashtag Gullah Geechee 2020. It's about seeing we culture more clearly. So part of seeing the cultural community more clearly is taking some self-examination time. And so for us to look at the Gullah Geechee Nation and begin to talk about financial literacy, we actually start from a pretty firm foundation if your family owned and passed down property. You've heard me discuss heirs' property on this broadcast many, many times. You've also heard me have people on, and we've had dialogues with attorneys that focus on heirs' property, on how to then set up family LLCs so that others aren't able to just pierce the veil and then enter in and become heirs by buying the interests of an heir and then causing forced partition sales and the loss of the family wealth generator, which is the land. Starting off with the legacy of chattel enslavement, our people were the commodity. Our knowledge was exploited in order to further the wealth of people other than people of African descent. As a result, many of us are still way behind. You've heard me mention during Financial Literacy Month in the past how they stated that the average African-American woman's net worth was $6, one, two, three, four, five, six dollars, not 600, not 6,000, six dollars. Now, when we talk about that being the net worth and we talk about now being in the midst of a pandemic, one might say, well, what a topic, profit during a pandemic? How could we profit if we weren't listening to the profits? who told us about things like a stitch in time, save nine, save a penny for a rainy day, you know, pennies add up in the dollars. We didn't listen to those kind of things that elders told us. A lot of us didn't. 
We didn't listen when someone in the family said, don't ever sell your family land because it will always be a place you can return to, always be a place that you can live on, and then you could feed yourself from that land and from around the water. And now we wish we could afford the same plot of land that we let go for non-payment of taxes. So many of you who follow us on our Facebook fan page at Gullah Geechee Nation, or if you follow the Queen Quet fan page, or you follow Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's page, you have often heard me remind you that any time you come into a so-called windfall of money, because not really, because really your money anyway, from these refunds annually, that one of the first things you should do is commit to making sure that if you had not already paid your land taxes by that January 15th date that you paid the land taxes. If you had paid it, then think about investing the money further in enhancing that land, enhancing your property, enhancing your home there, your real estate, your yard. Do different improvements. It don't have to be no big thing. It don't have to be a ten or $100,000 project for it to be an improvement. So you do these things step by step, little by little, and they literally add up. That's what our ancestors did is they dropped those pennies in those mason jars and they saved them up to go to the land auctions to purchase the land. So right now, many people have received $1,200 as a stimulus check. They're calling it a stimulus check because they want you to stimulate the American economy. They ain't talking about you stimulating your family and making them become wealthy. But you have control over. I just saw something before I came in the air that said that New York is saying they're going to make sure that debt collectors can't obtain your $1,200, okay? These are things that we need to think about, though. If this is a come up for you, that $1,200, let's really come up on it. Let's make it a foundation that our families can stand on. Let's make that something we can commit to, that we already own land, Make sure them taxes are paid or put that money away ahead of the coming tax bill that's going to come out in November. And let's let some investments happen with that money that allow you to have interest off them that you could have it every year situated such that you could pay that land tax off that interest. And I know you all say, well, yeah, that's a lot of interest. You're right. So it might take the same kind of collective consciousness and trust that our family members had when they would put those pennies together, together. So since you're home with your family, it's a good time to talk about these things. It's a good time to do this work. I know some of y'all say, well, I'm home, Queen, but I'm working from home. So that means you've got a regular check coming in. So you shouldn't touch that $1,200 if you got it also. See, because you can live off your paycheck. You was already getting that. You see what I'm talking about? You see how this works? All right, y'all know. Okay, I know you look good. I know you've been always dreaming of getting a bigger TV. I know. I know you want them shoes, girl. Y'all know I love high heel shoes. That's why I got my guest on tonight. Her actual company, her vision is called Heels and High Achievement. So, look, come on now. Y'all know that's after my own heart right there, some heels and higher achievement, you know I like to step higher in my heels. I ain't mad at you, but now ain't the time to buy no shoes because you home anyway. Ain't nobody seeing you walk around in no new shoes. By the time you get back out here, you dust them old shoes off. They ain't even remember you wore them before, girl, go on. Put that money away. We got to get higher than $6 in net worth. We got to get that to at least 600000 So we got to work on that. How do we work on that? We begin by reading, educating ourselves. That's why it's called Financial Literacy Month. Literacy is not just the reading, though. It's about comprehending the words and comprehending the actions. What do we do with the words once we read them? That knowledge is what can grow into the kind of wisdom that our ancestors had and our elders had about saving up for a rainy day and preparing for hard times, okay? Because once you're in them, as you all found out, ain't no time to prepare then. It's what you're going to do now, all right? So now 
I just want to run down some things because every year during Financial Literacy Month, I usually find a website, which they almost look like they've buried this year, um, that has a calendar of activities that you could do for each one of the 30 days. And, yes, we're only 10 days shy of ending the month, but we wanted to go ahead and focus on this. Now, when a lot of you are getting ready to return out there possibly to work, as well as many people, if they haven't received the stimulus check, that may be receiving it. And we wanted to have you hear this before you get it so that you could start to think about the best plan for your future and your wealth building. So I'm going to run through 30 steps that I look at every year during Financial Literacy Month. I go and hunt up what are they thinking about this time, what are the financial specialists saying we ought to do to really enhance our financial wellness, as they call it. So on the money management page that I found online, it gave these steps for the 30 days. And they elaborate on each one, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do rapid fire and go through each step. And then I want to bring my guests on the line tonight so you all can see how we're going to go higher in these heel sisters. All right? Okay. Step one, commit to change. Y'all know ain't nothing happening unless you commit to it, and it's not about you committing with somebody else as much as you committing to this yourself, all right? Step two, assess your finances. We're going to get into a dialogue about why that's important as an early step in all of this. The next thing, step three, clearing out the financial clutter, okay? You always say, what does that mean? Okay, a lot of us are home. You're going through paperwork. Don't don't shirk them bills. The ones that you know are still debts, even if it's a little IOU on the back of a piece of tissue paper, that's part of it. But clear out the financial clutter. Start organizing and start looking at that pile and what you got to deal with. And then step four, set yourself up for success. That's what I hope this broadcast will help you do tonight. Step five, get copies of your credit reports. Remember, y'all can get those online for free. So you can do that. And also some of your credit cards will give you that for free as well. Step six is clean up your credit report. So if you get the report and you see something bad, an error or something on it, now's the time. Work on that because now you've got more time to sit on the phone if you need to talk to people or to write the letters to the appropriate agencies to try to get that cleared up and taken off if it's an error. Step seven, oh, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, especially for the families, the black families. Step eight. Identify your starting point. My guests and I are going to talk about that. Where do you start? Because that was one of the first things I wanted to know from her. Since she's in the financial arena, well, if people have $1,200, what might you suggest that they do? I can't wait to hear her answer. So step nine, review your debt situation. I think that's going to be part of her answer, y'all. Step ten, set your priorities. Step eleven, set SMART financial goals. SMART is specific, measurable, achievable, rewarding, and trackable goals. So you want to set SMART financial goals. Step 12, set short, mid, and long-term goals. So don't try to come at it all at once and try to do it all overnight. No, you have different lengths of time that you can accomplish different things. Step 13, pay down your debt. That's that money again. All right, step 14, expect the unexpected. Wow, doesn't that one ring true right now? Step 15, secure your financial future. That's what we're here to talk about tonight. How can we secure the financial future for families, especially here in the Gullah Geechee Nation? Step 16, make a commitment. We back to commitment again. Step 17, save for your goals. That's that money again. It's coming in. You weren't expecting it before. Save for your goals. Step 18, follow where the money goes. In other words, keep track of how you're spending your money. Where is it disappearing to? Is it like a paper bag with a hole in it? What's going on? All right, step 19, identify and document fixed monthly expenses. See, that's part of tracking where your money goes. Step 20, identify and plan for periodics. So things that happen all the time, you know, they keep coming back. Those are things you know about, not the unexpected. Step 21, document your spending. That's, again, how you help track it, all right? Step 22, identify ways to reduce spending. That's the whole point of tracking it is so that you can figure out where you're throwing money away. That's the bottom line. 
step 23, save money on groceries. I know all of us trying to do that now while they're price gouging us out here. Things have gone up two and three times as much as they used to cost, and I don't see too much coupons out here now either, or buy one, get one free sales are pretty limited. Step 24, share a tip for change. All right, so that's what we're doing. We're, we're trying to go ahead and give each other tips on how to change, all right? Step 25, document your desired spending. So what would you love to have? But document that, all right? And what you're, you're putting away anything toward that? Let's see. Put it on paper. Step 26, protect yourself by performing financial checkups. Oh, I think that's going to be at the top of my guest list right there. Step 27, understand the cost of credit, meaning them credit cards, them interest rates. Step 28, assemble a financial team. Step 29, appreciate the benefits. And step 30, just keep moving forward. So, ladies, I know we like to move forward, and tonight I don't want us to just move forward. I want us to slip some heels on, even if you are at home right now, and move just a little bit higher because I'm going to bring right now to the microphones of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio someone I have known for decades, and we both were stepping in our high heels the first day I ever met her. Yes, some of y'all have seen her on Dr. Oz, this show and everything, just showing how she just looking all fabulous and everything, fabulous and fine. This is to list out the name of her organization, Heels and Higher Achievement. I bring to the microphone my sister, my girl, Felicia Gomes Gregory. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. You know, everything you just said was just fake. I was like, okay, I need to just get off the show now because you just said everything I was going to say. But you are a blessing. (laughs) You know, girl, you are a blessing. You have been in my life, and from day one, I must tell you, you have always inspired me, and we are both walking in these hills. So you have been the first person that was behind my dream from day one when I thought of heels and higher achievement. And um, and the funny story behind that is that uh, my one of my mentors is actually a leader in financial services who actually I came into him and I said, you know what? I said, I got laid off in 2016, you know, when, when sisters become seasoned. I don't know many of the people listening on you. When you become seasoned sometimes in corporate, um, it's yeah. time for you to go. So I, I hit my beautiful age of 50, and about six months later, I was laid off from Wall Street. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me is that as a black woman who was in technology, because, you know, we both came from Fordham through our yeah, technology. Absolutely. Um, Yes, the Rams, and and I basically had ran a trading desk for 20 years at various firms throughout um, you know, um, Brooklyn, um, New York, and I was on yes. a trading desk running to 24-hour shifts, New York, Tokyo, London Stock Exchange, and when I got laid off, I realized, I said to myself, you know what, I've been working 20 years, and if my husband left me tomorrow, I got two kids, two cars, and a 401k that looks like a 201k. Wow. <laughs> I was like... How many women are out there doing the same thing? And exactly. that's when this came to, to mind and came birth in my head because I said, you know, as a black woman in technology, you know, we were very rare. And yeah, exactly. We, we, and unfortunately, we, we still are. To a large yeah. degree, we still are. Mm-hmm. We still are. And so when I put those two and two things together and I said, you know what, this this really makes no sense. And I said, since I got laid off, and one of the things who uh, things that came to mind was the fact that I, my mother-in-law, who was a major, major, major role, um, as well as my mother, um, I always was taught to pay it forward. And uh, Heels and Higher Achievement came to be like about two weeks after I got laid off. My mother-in-law became an angel. And mm-hmm. she yeah, was the one that really she really birthed this because there were three things she would say to me every time she saw me when I used to visit her. I worked for, that's my house, sorry guys, that um, I worked um, about 16-hour days, and she's always telling me every time she saw me, that job is going to kill you, you need to become a teacher, and you need to be home with my granddaughters. And those three things always kind of stood out. And when she passed and became an angel two weeks later, I said, wait, hold it. I'm home with her granddaughters. 
I'm no longer working, so now right. it's time for me to become a teacher. <laughs> now so, there's um, a teacher part. Now let now me plug this in part. here just for my listeners because, see, right. I know who you're talking about, but I want the listeners to understand something, too, because your mother-in-law had Gullah Geechee roots and connections. Yes, right? actually it was my husband's father. His, fa- the um, father, his father was from okay. Eddie, yeah, he was from Eddie Stowe Eddie Island. Stowe Island. Yes. Yeah. See, I did it with the family connection. And the thing about it, I remember the day that your mother-in-law got out of the car and saw me, and we started talking, and she said to me that, you know, oh, we have connections down south. And I was like, well, where? And then she said, well, yes, down the islands, my husband's family is there. And I was like, what? And she said, yes. And and she said, yeah, so I heard you have books. And at that time, the good news about Jesus Christ, what Luke writes, was one of the books that I sold. And so she wanted to purchase it, but I gave her one because she said, oh, her husband was going to love it, and she couldn't wait to get to their house uh, out in Long Island. So, yeah, so that that was something that I really remembered, my opportunity engaging with her in discussion about down here and the links. And so when you said that her thing was telling you you need to be home with her grandchildren, that sounds like something folks down here would say. (laughs) And and that's why all of this just came to be because it was like, how can I do this and how can I teach other women not to be in the same position as I was? And and that's what became the most important part. And I said, you know what? I loved uh, computers. I loved STEM. I loved that when I grew right. up. I didn't want anybody to have to tell me that I couldn't. So I said, well, what could I do to teach other babies that it's okay? But the main thing right. I realized, I said, okay, I wanted to come from a financial part of empowering women through financial, um, financial education as well as technology. So my gear mm-hmm. was that, you know, basically financial wellness, especially for black women, is one of the things that we really don't speak about. Black women just don't speak about it. So one of the things I kept saying to myself is that if I was in this situation, made all of this money and gave it and took care of everybody else, how many of us are doing that because we're not being taught the basics? And the reason I say this is because I was on Wall Street for 20 years, and until I became licensed in New York State, there were so many things that I did not know even existed, and they've been around for 40 years, but nobody told me. So it doesn't right. make a difference whether you're making six figures. If you're not making quarter of a million, half a million dollars, no one is speaking to us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the most important thing where I said, you know what, I need to get out here. I need to find out how to do this, and I wanted to do it on my own. And one of my friends right. that was actually the person who I said that gave me the name behind Heels and Higher Achievement, um, my senior marketing director, Loyan Mensa, and I have an amazing marketing director, Yohan Reimers, who has worked with me in this vision and harnessed it for the last three years um, to yeah. really pursue on teaching the basics and financial literacy. And the reason I come at it from black women's standpoint is that we really don't understand is when your money ain't right, nothing else in your life is right. It's your right spiritual, exactly. mental, yeah, physical, right. and we don't understand these financial illnesses that happen in our community cause us to have obesity, cause cancer to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. There's so That's many things that we're, we're not understanding. So what Heals and Higher Achievement wanted to do was to actually take that financial wellness and put that yeah. together and understanding with the mental and physical stresses that we have and really talk about these things. So not only do I speak about, yes, we got to get our finances right, but what is that doing to your health? What is that doing to your mental? Right. What is that doing to Absolutely. your physical? What, all of these different things. So what right. I found out is that so let because me say this. Let me say this because uh-huh. I think that's a really critical point, and I don't want people to miss what you're saying there. Because, right. like you said, if we're not making a quarter mil or half mil, nobody's talking to us. Because right. we're not at that table. We're not even we don't even know where the knob no. that door is no. to get in that room where no. that table is. But now no. we what don't we even are know where the building doing, is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But we don't even know where the building is, exactly. But yeah. what we are at is usually our own table at the house. We at the table right. eating ice cream and that's we at the I'm table saying. eating chips. We at the yep. table eating every kind of white flour product. Um, mm-hmm. regulated sugar product that we can get our hands on that leads to all of the things that are the trifecta that if people follow com, y'all saw I wrote an article about this now that they're talking about how this pandemic 
this virus is attacking our community and killing us. Not yes. just, oh, we getting sick, we dying, but it's not that the virus is the only thing that's killing you. It's yes. that the body is so weak, the immune system is so weak because of the mm-hmm. trifecta, the hypertension, the, high, the heart problems, the diabetes yes. that we have that is now pushing us over the edge. So your body can't even right. fight back enough with, and with enough stamina to recover. It's really because we have what they call pre-existing conditions. And so once right. again, folks, would there used to be, and you remember when we had African Cultural Arts Network, yeah. there was the mm-hmm. black women's health care crisis group that existed yeah. because nobody was talking to black women about their health even then. And they're still right. not. And so if no. you don't have the money to pay to have all these high-powered examinations done to your body and high-powered screenings and things like mm-hmm. that, then you're not, you're not considered. And like you're saying, right. so now we talk about wellness, we can't just talk about what's in your pocketbook and what kind of pocketbook nope. we're carrying, mm-hmm. but we got to talk about no. what kind of pouches we're carrying around with the pain inside that we're trying to eat ourselves out of sometimes, that, you know, we're crying right. our way out of sometimes. So definitely and I didn't want people to miss that point because right. we talk about profit during the pandemic. Are we even in a mental right. state to think no. clearly about this. So, yeah, go ahead. And, yeah, and that's one of the things that I said I wanted to tackle first was understanding that black women need to speak about money. We need to start right. speaking about these things because that is what is all the ultimate. And my whole thing is I've heard a quote before, whoever controls the economics controls the story. And it hasn't been women. Right. And especially hasn't right. been black women. They're black women, that's no. Not- and, and that's why you have to understand the difference in the correlation between financial illness and financial wellness. But it all starts right. with what you have been always doing for these last few years with this financial literacy is understanding the basic knowledge on how to grow, protect, and save your money. And it's usually, like you said, through reading, by understanding the right. principles and concepts and laws out there. In other words, it's just straight up how does money work. And the reason I always right. say this especially just how does it work? And the reason I say this is particularly for women and most of the times for black women, we spoke about the net worth, which you already mentioned, the wealth um, barrier that we already have. Um, not only yeah. is that one of the statistics, because, you know, I'm still a stat person like you with all our comp size stuff. Yeah. Um, whenever <laughs> I know that. Or, you know, so I always would definitely have the stats. And so when I do the workshops, one of the things that I always hit home with it for in people in our community, they have already said based upon, I think it was a 2000 and either 17 or 10, uh, the 2017 or 2010 census that um, one, I think the racial divide, if it's left undressed, and we already know it has been undressed, unaddressed, yes. and will continue, yes. um, that the yep. median black household wealth income is on the path to hit zero in 2053. This is not a joke. It's not a joke. I tell people, like, look, it's like I may not be able to save everyone, but if I can save one person by understanding that you have to have a basic financial foundation of just how to save, grow, and protect your money and to create a family legacy, we are so very good at creating generational debt. We are so very good at that. But why can't we create family legacies, family wealth, we have to start understanding that, King, if you do not understand how your cash is flowing, it's just, it's, it's a bottom line that you'll never be able to do. They always ask you, well, why is it this, this football player retired and two years later he has no money? Well, no if money. he didn't know how right. to manage $100, how is he going to manage $100 million? Okay, I'm manage $100 million. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Right. So, so why are we happen. even talking about it? And then the other things that happen in our community, which we really don't sit down at the table, and I tell people, look, I'll come across to your grandmama table and sit down with some Kool-Aid and just speak about this. It, right. One of the things we're not speaking about are the money shortfalls that happen in our black community. One of the things, mm-hmm. we don't have wealth because we don't understand what wealth is. It is. Now, exactly. We, it is. We don't understand that. Two, it's like right. we don't retire early or we have poor retirement planning because we always put it off. Oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. No. Retirement takes 20 to 30 years to prepare for. And now, as we know, with the current situation that we are in, not only have we always been behind the eight ball, um, now it's the fact that if you don't save for 20 to 30 years and pay yourself first, because no one else Thank is, the, pen- the pensions are not, 
The 401ks right. are too risky. So you have to learn right. to be paying yourself first. It's a, you have to create your own personal retirement now. So because we don't right. speak about the strategic ways of how to start retirement planning and starting when you're young, we don't pass on generational wealth, so we don't know how to leave a legacy. Some of us that do, right. it's, it's a very small handful. The other part, we right. don't protect our businesses. We don't understand how to create business succession planning. Most of us are in entrepreneurship, but you've got to have an exit strategy. How do we do this? How do I pass it on to the next generation? The other major right. issue we don't focus on, we don't have massive buying power within our own community. Every time I right. do uh, in one of my workshops, I talk about how much right now I think women basically own about $16.2 trillion in U- U.S. household assets. We're also 85% of consumer purchasers, okay, of the country. Right. And then we right. have almost $20 trillion in investable assets of wealth, but only, and 32% of, our, of women are heads of households. So why is it? With all of this, 82% consumer purchases, we own about $16.2 trillion in U.S. household assets. Why is it we financially illiterate? I just don't understand it. And well, one let's of the reasons pause I, right there. I want yeah. to pause right there because I think you, you're at a major point when you talk about consumerism, okay? Let's look mm-hmm. at what this pandemic has done. Let's turn it right. around. Everybody's looking at the bad parts. Let's look at what's the good thing. People are being inspired to be producers instead of consumers. There are people, whether you want to call it getting your hustle on or whatever, I see people posting images of themselves as sewing machines. You and I both know how to sew. But when was the Mm -hmm. last time we had time to even sit at a sewing machine and sew anything? But here it is that I see people sewing. People are coming up with new designs for face masks. Well, let me explain to some people. That looks real cute right now, but if you saturate the market with everybody selling face masks, then Mm -hmm. you still are not going to get that high of a profit margin on the mask that you would have available because it's going to be tens of thousands of the masks available maybe right in your neighborhood. So you've right. got to put a special spin on it. What else can you add to that package other than just a mask? And so what other designs are out there? So now we're switching, we're switching yeah. roles. We're not running in the mm-hmm. store to buy it. You're realizing you have everything within you and probably right in your apartment or your house to make mm-hmm. something that you can sell to somebody else. Now, here we go with the other part of what you already said, though. If Mm -hmm. you opened up the cell, who's going to buy? Black people have this thing about, straight out and honest, the white man ice is colder, where I don't want to buy from you because you look like me. Well, you and I remember when it was the reverse. What happened to the Afrocentric movement where everybody only wanted to go buy black? We only wanted to find a black-owned this, a black-owned that. This is another opportunity for that to happen so that we can stabilize not only institutions but then the families and we go to where you were. How do we pass this knowledge on to the family? Let me ask you this. When you talk about Mm -hmm. the wellness, if we're the women, who do the children come running to? Don't children See, run to their mama? Right. right. They run no matter how old we are, we run to our right. mama, right? So now yeah. if mama don't know, who going to know, right? Right. So if mama does know, and like you just mentioned, why can't we sit down to the dining room table with even mama and have an honest conversation about money, what to do with it, what not to do with it. I'm going to be honest with you. Part of it is because people's heads are hard as a brick right now. People, young people, figure they can Google everything that there is and learn everything from Google, and Google don't have all the knowledge on there, darling. The people who live through the hardships can teach you a whole lot more than Google will. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you Felicia Gomes Gregory can teach you more about how to hold on to your money now then what mm-hmm. you would find on even that Financial Literacy Month website that I read to you from. So when you talk about wellness, let's go back first, because we can't get them mm-hmm. to the point of talking about the whole black community and building right. institutions and building businesses till we get some money in the household. How do we right. get and keep the money 
in the household. I know when I first asked you if people right. had just this twelve hundred dollars, what might mm-hmm. you suggest? And what was the first thing mm-hmm. you told me that they need to do though? Like everybody's well, different. So what is it they need to do first? Well, the first thing I've told you that everybody's situation was different. And basically this right. stimulus check is really it's a situational thing. So in other words, the first thing you must do, which is what you did fake about, was having a financial checkup. You have to. You have to understand how's my money coming in and how's it going out, how to manage a budget, how to even save, how do I even pay myself, how do I even know the concept of a 10, 20, 30 rule for saving for retirement, meaning by if I don't save, I'm going to be dead broke in retirement. But if I take 10% of my gross income, I'm going to be basically living paycheck to paycheck in retirement. If I take 20% of my gross income, I'm going to be comfortable. But if I start saving 30% of my gross income, I'm going to be wealthy enough to retire early, and I don't have to say welcome to Walmart. Now, there's nothing wrong with saying welcome to Walmart in retirement, right. but let me edit straight for everyone. A lot of people, I've seen some young people say, oh, look at that old person up in No, excuse me. Old, mature, all of these things, the terminology is incorrect. Those people are there because they have to be. And we have to understand that retirement is no longer age. It is no longer age. It's about how much money you you don't understand the whole basic financial foundation of four things that I'm going to talk about. The first thing is you got to pay yourself first. We already know that. So I wanted to give you a situation with that same 1200 that we spoke about, and I wanted to give you like three scenarios. And then it's going to, um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you. So the first scenario, I was like, the, in reference to getting everybody getting the stimulus check, some people, first of all, you need to know is not free money. We already know that. It's not right. free money. Right. It's not free it's your money. You get a little stimulus, even though they're saying they want to stimulate the economy, you need to stimulate your family and yourself. That's and you I'm need to understand about. what to do. So the reason I'm saying it's situational based, wait, for instance, if we had a household, three or four people, two parents, they're not working. You got two kids. Stimulus package right. is going to give you about twenty four hundred. It may give you five hundred per child. It depends upon the family. So, right. First thing is like when you get that, and now these are people are not working. They're unemployed. Right. Okay. Right. Now, if you know your budget and you know your expenses, and if you and your wife definitely know that three thousand dollars of that, you know, because you're going to get thirty four hundred total with the the work uh, for the twelve hundred dollars for the two the children. Say, for instance, right. you know your budget, you know your expenses, you have and your wife paid $3,000. Okay, we know 3000 of that's going to come in, $400 is left. What do I do with it? In my personal right. opinion, if you're not working and you have, um, you know, these two kids, you need to take care because we don't know how long this virus is going to last. We don't know how long this stay home is going to last. So you need to take that extra $400 and put it somewhere where it's liquid accessible. Because that's where we right. don't tend to talk about is emergency funds. We never speak about that. Right. Emergency funds right. is something we need to have at least, we used to say, three to six months. My grandfather would always take his change, put his money in a shoebox. You know all of those things that, that our grandparents, yeah. our elders did. He would pay the rent from it. You'd be surprised if you just keep your change, how much money you can save just on change, okay? Yes. And it's just amazing. Big old so job. That's just, just drop loose change in it. Yeah. And then the second scenario, say for instance, we have the same household, three or four people. You same thing. Parents are now both of the parents are working, so you both know right. your budget, you know your expense. With this crisis in place, if your lifestyle hasn't changed, well, yeah, this stimulus check that you're getting in, this money's going it's like a bonus for you, and that's cool. Right. If you get a bonus, but when you get that bonus. Two things I know I would say to myself, okay, what about paying myself first? Why don't I do a 60-40 where I'm doing 60% I'm saving and 40% I can say, okay, if I have this extra change and everything's straight in my house, all the food on the table, kids are good, bills are paid, I don't have too much debt hanging out there, fine. I'm going to take that other 40% and I'm going to say, you know what, let me try to reinvest. A lot of people are not even, some people are now strategically looking at the companies where the stocks are so low. If you do your yeah. research, I mean, they had JetBlue. I couldn't believe, I think it was like someone, one of my friends sent me, it was like $17 or something. I can't remember. Wow. But they people, dropped dead low. Yeah. everything is dropping. We are all virtual. Life is virtual. People are picking up Zoom here and there. So there's different right. things that you can do if you have that, depending upon your family and your situation, that you can do that. Another way you could do it is doing a 60-30-10. 
A 60% I'm saving towards emergency. I'm paying myself first. 30% I'm saying, okay, let me dabble in some reinvestments, some smart and strategic reinvestments, either with a financial coach or amongst yourself by reading, as you always say, and take 10% and pay down your debt if you have debt. So the, the whole idea behind this, when people think about these stimulus checks, even like I keep saying, is basically not free money. But when you do get it, the whole goal is not to spend go out and spend more money on shopping or something like that. That's just exactly. not the purpose of it. It's not the purpose. Right. And I think what happens, we, we tend to go and do these kind of silly things. Oh, I want to new- No, no, not right now. We don't need the expensive TV or whatever at this point. Right. Now, the last thing that I came up with was basically the same uh, four people in the household, two parents are working, you have the kids. They actually... This, this family's got it straight. They actually have a budget. They understand how their money comes in, how it goes out. They actually have a year of emergency funds. So you know what? That kind of family, they then have the ability to take that extra funds coming in and say, you know what? I'm going to diversify my portfolio. But that, for me, just means basically I'm putting my money in different buckets because what we have to understand, and this virus has shown us with all of the women coming out and being entrepreneurs, everyone becoming geniuses on becoming other business owners, you have to have other multiple streams of income, period. Income, absolutely. You have to. And that's one of the right. things. Right, and that as our really elders have... used to say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. In one this is, this is the application time that's... for that scenario. And, uh-huh. and that's and so this scenario means okay. Let me diversify out. And so if I have that, the first thing you got to understand is really doing these four pillars of the financial foundation. Really understanding okay, if I'm good, let me make sure everything is securing my future. Let me think long term. Let me think midterm because we sometimes think for the weekend, and we've got to get out of yep. that whole mentality of thinking for the weekend. If we because right. I always tell people. When you think about it, the first pillar we always talk about financial foundation is four pillars I talk about is protection, growth, safety, and tax advantage. And the first one we talk about protection. Repeat that for us. Repeat that. So the four pillars to building a proper financial foundation is called protection is the first pillar, growth, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. safety, and tax advantage. And I'm going to just break it down real quickly like this. So when I talk about protection, I tell people all the time, look, when I'm in a, uh, you know, it's so funny, I'm doing a workshop and I'm in a venue with a whole bunch of people and we're speaking. I said, you know, I'll ask, raising hands, how many people have cell phone insurance? How many people have, you know, home insurance? Everybody's raising. How many people have car insurance? You know, how some of y'all, you know, how many people have pet insurance? And then I'll say, well, how many people have life insurance? And, and there's cricket. So I'm like, why are really? all of these other things, status symbols, other things that we have, material objects, have protection and we don't? Because it's like you are the most important person in your family. Whether you have land, do not have land, have dreams, all of us should have dreams on getting to a better financial future. But the thing is we're not understanding how we need to protect ourselves. And I always ask this question when I'm speaking to people, because you know in our community you say life insurance. People are like, oh, Lord, they're trying to kill me. Lord, I'm murdered. They're trying to kill me. Oh, don't tell me make no will. I'm going to die tomorrow and all that crazy stuff. Exactly. Yeah, when we all need to do estate planning, even if your state is just that gold watch you bought in them earrings, you have an estate. Yes, go ahead. And so one of the things I'm saying, if you don't protect yourself, your family assets, because you are the breadwinner. You're the one that puts food right. on the table. You're the one that's bringing everything to keep this family secure. So I'll ask people, well, do you want to be a liability or an asset to your family? You answer that question. Excellent question. And, and mm-hmm. see, and we're not making those hard questions. We're not doing that. So what happens even here in Brooklyn, like where I'm living now, I'm finding the gentrification is hitting fast. And that's only because we didn't plan. We either said, oh, you know what, my grandbaby going to take care of me, but what if your grandchild can't take care of themselves? How are they going to take care of you when you pass? Exactly. And we're now in this epidemic right now when in New York being so hard hit. And um, I have one a, a lovely friend who's a funeral director here, and she's like, Felicia, I've never seen anything like this. So not on top mm-hmm. of all of the things that we were speaking about, it is just so the other fact that we're not still prepared even now, and we've just got to stop it. So protection is the first right. thing, understanding protecting your family assets and your legacy so you can create a legacy. And that we don't also right. understand that life insurance also helps you create a legacy as well. The second part when I talk about growth, understanding how your money grows, only two things you have to remember is basically your money should always outgrow inflation, and the way it will also grow is by reducing your taxes. 
because we know, you know, we, we like Uncle Sam to a certain extent, but I just want to give him his fair share. I don't need to give him extra. Exactly, yeah. no extra. I'm just saying I don't need to give him extra. And then when I speak about, you know, even the savings and growing your money, I'm speaking to a lot of my young clients. One of my little girls, she's 21 years old, she says, oh, I got an Acorns account, Miss Felicia. And I said, oh, you do? She's like, I said, how much? You, this child had almost $6,000 in the Acorn account. She's 21. So these children are understanding because it reinvests. Actually, you put in the contribution, and then whatever you make, it reinvests, um, reinvests the change as part of it. And then the investment strategy, I believe, because I haven't really dealt with the app, it actually is picked for you. So it's either conservative, moderate, or whatever, and it gives you a lot of access to many mutual funds. So, I, I mean, these kids have these apps. Even we have access to them. And then even understanding most of us put our money in the bank because that's what our elders taught us. But you know what? The bank's either right. paying you point zero zero three six seven or point zero 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 zero. Right. So the other thing is you have to understand we have high-yield savings accounts. If you're going to do and create an emergency fund, at least go online. Everybody loves the Google stuff. Bankrate.com. They have all of the top open um, high-yield savings accounts, and you can open a high-yield savings account from a growth standpoint and really understanding, let me put my money somewhere where it's growing above inflation or close to it and then reducing the taxes. And now the other thing I always talk about is, like, basically safety. The safety part we're talking about, we already know what happened with the two market crashes. I remember when I was on the trading desk, and they were like 2008, they were like, Felicia, oh, my gosh. Tell the clients their money's going to come back tomorrow. The the the, the, the market's going to go up, and I'm like looking at them. I'm like, that money went to money heaven. What are these people talking about? You know. So <laughs> are you serious? So my whole thing is okay. that you just have to understand where can I put my money where it's safe, and there are vehicles that you can do that. You know, for me, like with my 401k, what I did with all of the things that were going up and down, I kind of moved it over into a conservative. Because I said, at least, you know, I may not be able to stop all of the, the pain that's happening, but now at least I can reduce the pain, okay? And then a lot of times, too, it's even usually sometimes it's advised, like, basically a lot of companies, because I guess they're making changes with these 401Ks, they're not matching anymore. So they're not right, matching your contribution. They're not matching I've your contribution. That. So sometimes it's advised, you know, if they're not matching your contribution, then why put it in there? Find well, something else that's going to work for your money. It's going to work. Absolutely. And, then the last, Absolutely. and then the last thing we talk, I talk about tax, tax advantage is so important. Paying Uncle Sam his fair share because we already know, as most of us in our community, we basically pay for low income, for, you know, Medicaid, Medicare, everybody that needs help, and I don't mind helping the next man or woman, but we also pay for the taxes for the rich folks. So not only are we, we paying the taxes for the wealthy, we're paying the taxes for the underserved. Now we're paying our own taxes. So what tax advantage do we have? And if we don't understand right. that there are products out here that allow us to do that, our money won't grow. And one of the things, there's something they call BOLI, which is the, the Bank of Life Insurance, B-O-L-I. So basically what it is, they have tax advantages where every insurance company has major cash reserves in permanent life insurance, major cash reserves, every single one of them. And there are actually products that are out here, have been for 20, 30 years, that the average individual can do the same thing. So basically, you grow. It's called cash accumulation in a life insurance policy. You can grow right. your money above inflation. It's tax-free, and you're guaranteed not to lose your principal. I had never heard right. of this until three years ago, and I was on Wall Street for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then the other tax advantage products a lot of people have heard of, and even the young kids are like, Miss Felicia, I know about Roth IRAs, and that's great because Roth IRAs are another tax advantage, but, again, it's right. limited. So you can only put, as a single person, you can only put up to a certain amount. And as a married couple, you, I think one is 6000 6500 It went up to recently, and one's about 11000 for a married couple or 11500 But, again, if you're saving 12000 a year for 20 years, is that really going to – I mean, some That's, families yeah. spend that in, in, in six months, three months. Right. You know, the average family right. can bring in 3000 So it's like we have to think of those four things. And then if you don't really understand it and really start thinking now, because I personally feel that even now, like right now I'm in the midst, God bless, we just, our daughter's getting ready to go to college. And one of the things I help a lot of yes, yeah, I help a lot of uh, parents and people that have student loan debt. And there are programs and student loan debt that we're not even aware of, forgiveness programs that you could be in. 
It's all because of the right. knowledge that is not being placed. And I'm saying if we don't start with these basics on understanding how to protect, save, and grow your money and understanding how do I get my hands on these kind of products, it's all knowledge. It's all about knowing. And that's what my, my whole dream is, to have my own office in Brooklyn of all black women educators, and God's going to put his hand on that, and I will. So as a pendant independent broker, I'm going to do that. I'm going to build a team. I'm actually going to be down south because you're there and open an office there. And so we can get this information out because it's existing. We're just not talking about it. We're not looking at it. And right. we got to start doing something different because we're not, our children are going to be suffering under these student loan debt is like one point, what, four trillion now? It's like yes. amazing. Yeah, it's insane. So I'm even looking at like we right. and we don't even have time to venture off into that tonight. <laughs> you right. know? And I'm just thinking, because so that's why we just have to understand we got to start talking about money. Black women need yeah. to talk about this, just like the way we talk about what you're going to get done tonight, this this weekend, and there where you, you go. going. We need to start speaking about these concepts. Heels and Higher Achievement is going to do that. Um, I plan to open an office um, in every, a chapter actually in every state. Um, it's still it's a blossoming. It's been three years in, in the making, and this is like my second time speaking about my passion project. Um, and I know the Lord has blessed me um, to do that, yes. but this is so important. I've always been just uh, you've always inspired me for all of the things that you've always done because we've always believed that we're blessed and it's proper for us yes, to give hallelujah. back because we taught. And I think if we start looking at that from the back standpoint, like I'm saying with Heels and Higher Achievement, it's about paying it forward. It's about paying Absolutely. it forward for the next generation. So even through this crisis, we will survive through the crisis. We always have. Oh, yes, our, yes. our folks always have. We've survived through everything. Yes. But one of the things yes. that we must understand is that even with, and the reason I think this is so very important, I was looking up yesterday some of the stats. In order to bridge the wealth income gap, and I'll leave you this, between whites and blacks right now, they recently said, and I think it was 2018, is that it would take about 225 years wow. to build a wealth to build a wealth income gap. Mind you, slavery was 251. Well, I was to say, so about the length of, yes, the time frame that we write, so, go figure. So, so yeah, what we I'm got a lot of work to do. We got to just talk and, and just do. Stop dealing with these status symbols and let's get into building right. wealth instead of surfing about, well, what, you know, I'm driving around in the latest car, but I can't pay my rent. Come on now. What's exactly. And no more faking it till you make it. I think that that's right. a good thing about this pandemic. It is stripping right. things to the bare bones and that people have to look at themselves even without their makeup and be honest right. with ourselves, looking in the mirror of what do I really have and what can I invest in, like you said, protect, save, and grow. And, I mean, as usual, like they say, time flies when you're having fun. Yes. This is almost a full hour gone through, but I want you all to know how you can contact Felicia Gomes Gregory. Yes. Go to Heels High, HeelsHigh.org, okay? H-E-E-L-S-H-I-G-H dot O-R-G, HeelsHigh.org. You can definitely talk with her, make an appointment so that that financial yes. wellness check that needs to be done as a first step, even in them high heels, girls, y'all know yeah, we can exactly. step, but we got to do that first step and those 30 steps that I mentioned, even if you say, well, dog, queen, I wish you had done this show at the beginning of the month like you usually do. Even if I did, were y'all listening? Were you ready? No. Yeah, we're exactly. thinking about all this stuff on the news. So now uh, we know this money's coming. Like we're saying, stimulate yourself, stimulate your family, and motivate yourself to get out here and make some new moves so that we all step higher in these heels exactly. and we step out of this pandemic. Let's step into wealth in the black community, the black family, especially around young, Honagulagichis and things like that. Y'all know me. I have on heels one day, boots the next, and still stomping the ground and glad. <laughs> Glad that I got some like Felicia that can do it right with me. So thank you so much for coming to the air tonight, Felicia, oh, to share so your knowledge. Definitely. And you have been my sister in Fordham, so you know I love you to the moon and back, girl. 
Yes, love you too, and that's what it's going to take. This love going to get us through. Thank God for loving us and taking us on this journey, and I'm so glad that y'all have tuned in tonight and thought it not robbery to learn how you too can profit during this pandemic, but we want you to profit even beyond this and build some wealth. Wealth here for every black family. So we're going to keep on stepping high, and we're going to achieve these goals together. Y'all know who this is. This is Queen Quit, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you to Felicia Jones for joining us here at Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, and to all listeners who are here live, we hope you got some notes, and you're going to get out here and thrive. Peace and blessings, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.